0: Are you struggling to get your project off the ground? Is the term research a dirty word? Need help finding more resources? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Center for Nursing Inquiry podcast. My name is Nadine Rosenblum. I'm a Nursing Inquiry Coordinator with the CNI, and today I'm bringing you a special presentation from our SHINE 2023 conference. This is a presentation of a leadership panel entitled, My Unit Presented at Shine, Now What? Moderated by Heather Watson, PhD, the nurse scientist for the Johns Hopkins Health System. Joined by panelists Jade Flynn from the Johns Hopkins Biocontainment Unit at the Johns Hopkins Hospital. Karen Nevius, Professional Practice and Quality Director at the Suburban Hospital and Lynn Richard McDonald DNP Clinical Program Director of the Cervical Cancer Screening for the Johns Hopkins Hospital. Please enjoy this special presentation from the SHINE Conference 2023.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the SHINE Conference. And this is our panel on folks who have previously done a presentation at SHINE, and they're going to talk about that experience and what format they did that in, and if it led to any further dissemination efforts. And with me here today, I have Lynn McDonald, Karen Nevius, and Jade Flynn, and they're each going to share their independent experiences, and we're going to talk about a few different ways they did things. So I'm going to get started today by uh, introducing Lynn McDonald. And she's gonna talk about her project and her experience with SHINE and where it went.
2: Okay, well, I'll start by saying the project was entitled um, Improving Provider Readiness uh, for Intimate Partner Violence Screening. Um, We did this project in 19, sorry, 2019. Um, So the interesting thing about this project is that um, Susan, Will, and I, Susan is a CNS in our department of GYN-OB, and we created this interprofessional uh, scientific inquiry committee, and what that did was, um, and we changed the name to GoSync because nurses at the bedside, frontline nurses, um, were um, did not like the word research, and we want to get them into it. So we changed the name to go and sync. So that is the acronym for the scientific inquiry. So that will include uh, research, it'll include evidence based practice and quality improvement. And we wanted to um, kind of bring in all different disciplines within our department, you know, nurses, frontline nurses to learn the process, along with physicians, um, social work. And so what we did is we decided to find a project that kind of brought everybody in. And this is the project that I just mentioned, which is the Intimate Partner Violence. Um, And we created this, um, we did this project in 2019.
0: You presented your your project
1: in what format? So, yep. And so what we did is we presented
2: it at um, for nurses um, at our, um, the, the conference for nurses within the department. And um, also we presented it to the um, ACOG, which is the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists. Um, we presented it in a um, poster virtual format, and then we, pre- uh, we published it.
1: Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Um, Karen, I'm going to ask you next, so what project did you do and what year and what format? So uh, our EDP council here at the hospital, our project
3: was a, a research study that we were involved in. And so we, it's, it was correlating um, the nursing governance structure and its impact on nurse related outcomes. So we looked at patient experience, um, uh, nursing sensitive indicators and uh, some of our NSIs. So um, the uh, poster, it was a poster presentation uh, that we presented um, and so uh, at the SHINE conference. And we did that, the research spanned a couple of years. So it was 2020 where we actually presented to SHINE in 2021.
1: And just to clarify, where are you? Oh, Suburban Hospital, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I just want you to get
3: credit. Yes. Department <laughs> Hospital. this was a, a research study that spanned a couple of the hospitals uh, across the country. And it was even became international. So it was a great opportunity for us. And who was involved with that besides yourself, Karen? Our Evidence-Based Practice and Nursing Research Council. Um, so that's uh, the team that kind of put together uh, the research. And then we also had an analyst from Johns Hopkins uh, Hospital, Chakra who helped us sort of help us get the data pulled uh, that was specific to Suburban Hospital because our goal for the Shine Conference was to present our data as part of the bigger research study.
1: Great, thank you for that. All right, Jade, can you tell us a little bit about your experience?
4: Yeah, Hi there, I'm Jade Flynn. Um, I'm the unit program director of the biocontainment unit at Johns Hopkins Hospital in downtown. And my project was, um, Uh, describing a tool that we developed uh, to quantify activation readiness. So the biocontainment unit is an inactive clinical care care space that is designed to care for patients infected with special pathogens like Ebola. So as an inactive care unit, we didn't really understand how frequently we were actively ready versus not ready. So one of the. The things we needed to decide was what actually makes us ready to be able to safely care for these patients. So we kind of created a a tiered system uh, looking like a stoplight that would say, like, if we had X number of nurses, we're not ready versus we have Y number of nurses. We are ready. Um, So looking at the readiness uh, components, which came down to space staff and stuff. So um, over the course of 50 days, we actually measured every day how ready we were. And from that um, data collection, we analyzed the days that we weren't ready versus the days we were, and then identified those barriers so that we could um, figure out a game plan to address those barriers so that we're always
1: ready. And you presented that when? So I presented on this project in October of 2019 as a podium presentation. Oh, wonderful! Okay, great. How did you prepare yourself to do a podium presentation versus, say, like a poster
0: presentation?
1: Yeah.
4: So for the podium presentation, I, um, a lot of what I needed to do was really distill to um, um, the information to the audience and. I'm speaking to a a room full of healthcare workers, specifically nurses. So I think for them, understanding and distilling it to that space, the staff and the stuff, um, it kind of liken it to a, you know, what makes you ready for a patient coming in. And so I had to create a PowerPoint presentation and I try and stay away from words, because I think I could read off of a slide, but I really want folks to just hear what I I have to say. So I practice a lot um, in front of the mirror, uh, speaking um, to a room or an imaginary room, and just really focusing in on what is the message that I want folks to hear and walk away with.
1: Great. Thank you so much. That's really great advice for anybody who might be preparing for a podium in the future. Uh, Lynn, you mentioned that with your, you had a poster presentation at um, our conference, but that you also went on to do a manuscript for further dissemination. And I was wondering if you could maybe tell tell people a little bit about that process of sort of like, how do you move through you know, preparing to do a poster and then preparing a manuscript?
2: Well, for our situation, um, we first wanted to see who as in our committee wanted to write with us. Um and we didn't care if they had any experience or not. And the goal was actually to bring as many frontline nurses who do not have the experience so that they can learn the experience. So we started with that. Um, obviously um as prior to the poster we ended up getting a literature review. But we started the process where we um we, you know, figured out who wanted to be involved. And then we try to figure out which sections that people felt more comfortable with. And then we, um, we assigned them and we um, created dates where we wanted this done because we wanted to move things along and get things going. The biggest thing to me with with a manuscript is that you want to have uh, one voice. And so I you know, um, we let them have their, um, they can write their information, everyone writes their information, but then overall, it may not look exactly how it started out. But it just goes into one voice, because you don't want it looking like, okay, this person wrote like this, and this wrote, person like, wrote like this. And the other thing that's really huge is we figure out what journal that we're going to send it to, because there are certain parameters or certain things that they're looking for and um so we make sure that we fit what they're asking for for that
0: publication.
1: Great, thank you so much. Uh Karen, did you have other than your shine experience, did you guys do any additional dissemination with that project?
3: Yes, um so Because of the results of of the uh, research where it demonstrated that the level of our shared governance structure had a positive impact on nursing satisfaction, NSI and um, patient experience, we took our information and our nursing council presented it to our nursing leadership team internally. We also had an opportunity based on our our results to uh, put our poster on the forum for shared governance. So they reached out to us. It's a website that recognizes organizations that have a shared governance structure. And if you score a certain amount on the survey, which is the instrument used for the research study, they publicize um, your organization and your poster as part of that. So our poster lives there as well. We also created a QR uh, reader um, and linked our poster um, so that people could uh, access it. So our marketing team helped us put it on the website so that people could get additional information um, from the poster that way. So um, we tried to do a a lot of dissemination. Honestly, this uh, because we felt really proud of the work, it was one of our first efforts around research from beginning to end, and it's part of our magnet submission this year. So, um, and then finally, we did do an article. They took the data and extrapolated it and looked at one more component that wasn't in the original research. So our local PI, who's a nursing, our nursing council chair here at the time um, was an author of the manuscript that went out to look at this as well. So, and our council helped with the literature review of that particular component, as well as reviewing some of the different um, uh, 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 journals that we could possibly submit to.
1: I think that's really great that you guys spent that time doing that internal dissemination piece, like in addition to our SHINE conference, which you know we love for all the nurses to come and see everybody's fabulous work, but to take the time to take it to the leadership and then have it in a repository where people can continue to access it is really great because sometimes you hear people wonder where do these projects go. And so knowing where they went is is really nice that people get a chance to, to hear about that work. Um, Jade, what about you? Did you guys do anything different or further from um, the SHINE conference where you presented the first time? Yes. So we
4: took um, the um, data and the um, results that we had from uh, using that readiness scale and actually got um, got it published in Health Security um, in 2019. So I think it was really helpful to, to have a, a group of um, uh, mentors around me actually helping me with that very first manuscript. It was really helpful for them to say it's totally fine that you don't know where to start, and you know having somebody guide you through that that process was was really helpful. Um, so we. Um, Published it in Health Secure in 2019, and then um, had it picked up by the uh, by NeTech, which is the National Emerging Special Pathogens Training and Education Center, and it's a col- uh, collaboration across 10 biocontainment units across the United States. And they looked at it and said, you know, this is really helpful to know because we never know when we're going to have a situation where we might have a call from um, the State Department saying we have a healthcare worker who is an American citizen that needs to come back, who's actually ready to accept this patient. So um, all the other biocontainment units have a version of their readiness scale um, that they're able to quickly come down the line and say, yes, we have enough PPE. Yes, we have enough staff. Yes, the infrastructure is sound and functional. So all these different um, portions are now being measured on a more frequent basis than rather than every time we get a phone call saying there might be a patient uh, ready for us. So um, it was really helpful to to get that information out there, and it definitely was um, one of my very favorite feathers in
1: my cap um, professionally. It's so um, it's so interesting. The three of you have such very different projects that you all worked on and developed. You know, obviously with a team of other people to help, but um, it's it's just fascinating that we have you know. We have uh you know unit readiness and and we have communication and interdisciplinary teamwork, and we have how do we you know look at our shared governance and what does that do in terms of impact? It's just such a wide variety of of inquiry work that is um exemplified here. I think a lot of people and and Lynn hinted to this at the beginning where she was saying you know we we Retitled our, our committee structure just to take the scary word of research out of it. Um, oftentimes, I think people are very intimidated intimidated to even embark on this work, right? Um, and the projects you've you've uh, uh, explained here are are really wonderful examples. You've also said it took a team; it wasn't just you. Uh, you know, you had a group of people. So, what kind of advice would you give? Um, Somebody who who may be hesitating to start, or maybe wants to start but doesn't know where to start on any kind of a a project that they're interested in. And I'm gonna go and reverse my order just to keep things interesting. I'm gonna start with Jade this time. So Jade, what kind of advice would you would you have for for nurses who are looking to get involved in something like this?
4: Uh, um i definitely think that word the research word is very intimidating um i think one of the uh traits that we have as nurses specifically is that we're very observant and so what are the things that you're observing that you know just pique your interest in there? you know why is it that this is the you know this is what happens and sometimes even um documenting your your observations is half the battle and so Are you documenting it in a way that is um, that would make sense to the next person, or are you taking note of it in a structured way that you can measure it? And I think we have a really excellent sense clinically um, when patients uh, what patients need and what patients might need down the road. So I think just starting with what are you observing, and then start there and figure out a way that you want to just you know bring all that information together and. Figure out what all that means because I think we we do that process of research or you know scientific inquiry all all the time. It's just a matter of breaking it down into things
1: that make sense to us when we're at the bedside. I, I love that comment about it's stuff that we do all the time. I think that's that's one of our our mantras um, in the Center for Nursing Inquiry is just reminding people that this is work you do all the time you just may not realize that it kind of fits into one of these inquiry buckets so thank you for that that was great karen what what kind of advice would you give so we had what we thought was a very robust evidence
3: based practice in the nursing research council and it had been formed you know it's been in, in for several years but i feel like now that we've been connected to the center for nursing inquiry there had things that we have learned and been mentored and coached on that we really didn't know. When we got clinical queries and cl- cl- clinical questions, we thought we were doing the right thing by just going in and doing a search. We didn't really think about what was the problem we were trying to solve? What are the questions? What are the search words? So that we didn't accidentally leave out a, a literature that we should have been reviewing. So I feel so, I really do honestly feel blessed um, that the Center of Nursing Inquiry helped guide us. Even when we did our initial shine work, they helped guide us with our poster creations. They helped answer questions. They they attend our meetings um, um, regularly. So we continue to grow and develop this work at a council level with the hope of being able to bring that then to the next stage, which is to our unit level using JBI and Cochrane, you know, just at the ready and showing our staff how quickly they can look something up that's nursing centric to their practice and, and meaningfully and not take a lot of time and taking some of that scare out of the whole process. So whether it's EVP or research, I, um, I, I feel like I'm already so much better armed to be able to take that work and move it forward throughout our organization. So I, I think that um, we can need to continue to utilize that resource and all of that, even though a website offers so much, even the posters and a way you can change your posters now to make them more engaging and fun and uh, less words. And still get your point across. Um, you know, these are things that I uh, feeling that connection has been, I think, uh, it, uh, powerful for, for us and here at Suburban.
1: Um, thank you for that. I I do think uh, utilizing resources is something that, you know, once people can tap into a resource, whether it's the CNI or their local um mm-hmm. inquiry council you know, just knowing that you don't have to go it alone, that there are people that are willing to mentor you or willing to help guide you or give you the tools you need um, is so important um, to nurses. Because we know once we have the tools, we're kind of unstoppable. So thank you for that uh, glowing endorsement too of the CNI. Uh, We do love to help people out. (laughs) Lynn, how would you advise people to move forward in their inquiry work?
2: Let me see if I can add to what they said because I thought, well, they gave some really good answers. I remember many moons ago when I was working on my doctorate, I had a there was a fellow student who stated, and I was a little blown away when she said this, but she said, you know, nurses hate statistics, and I'm thinking, I don't, and, I, and my response was, I don't believe nurses hate statistics statistics, they don't understand it. And I think that that great, you know, opened a door so um, I could do some education and um, add some information to um, for her. Um, I am a principal investigator, but I don't, I would not say I'm an expert. Um, There's certain things I know, and there's certain things I know I don't know. So that's actually really good to know the things you don't know and knowing that there are resources out there that can support you, that can help you. And I was also gonna put a plug in for the the CNI inquiry because I think they're doing a phenomenal job um, helping, coaching, supporting nurses. I think the other thing that's really important is that um, we here in their Johns Hopkins system have plenty of experts that are around that can support and. Just ask the question, and sometimes we don't ask the right question, and so they can help guide us and direct us to what the real question is, and then show us the resources that we have available. And there are tons of resources that we have at our fingertips. I remember again when I was when, when I was looking working on my doctorate, one of the um, my my fellow students um, mates was like, "Uh, you have so many resources available," and I said, "We do, we do." We really, really do. So um, I would say that if we can, we use them, we jump on them um, and we're never alone. You know, there's, there's every specialty has at least one or two or five or 10 um, nurses that can support us in our endeavors.
1: Great, thank you for that. I uh, agree with you about the statistics part. You know, we uh, it, statistics can be another one of those things that people feel very intimidated by, um, but there is statistics Help out there, there are resources to help with statistics as well, and so sometimes I think people don't know what's available to them to help them you know they think I can't do this because of something like I wouldn't know what to do with this the analysis part, but there are resources available to them to help them um you know get over those barriers um if they come at it with all their humble inquiry and their curiosity and their questions, there's all the other pieces can be put into place. Um, all right, so before I let you all go, thank you so much. This is uh, such wonderful information. And, um, and I can tell you guys are all passionate about the inquiry process. Is there anything anybody else would like to add before we wrap up today? Any other uh tidbits of advice or anything else that you feel like nurses would really benefit from having been through a shine presentation and having taken your dissemination so much further than that. I'm gonna start with Karen. Any last words? No, just, just put your foot in the water.
3: <laughs> you know, just get started, grab a friend, um have a clinical inquiry question. Uh, we all have them every day. We ask ourselves one thing: Why do we do something the way we do it? So just you know, knowing reaching out to your council reps or however your structure is, taking that first step because I think once you do it, it's not nearly as overwhelming and as as um, you know, it, it, you just take it piece by piece and then using the tools that are available to us. I I feel like JBI is on my fast speed dial. I have it marked. I love I love the site and I never would have really realized it. Um, Before. So, Jay, do you
1: have anything to offer?
3: Yeah, I think um, being able to
4: find um, those mentors around you that can absolutely like guide you through the process. I definitely would not have thought that what I was doing was manuscript worthy. It was more of me just being like, do the toilets flush in the VCU? That's all. (laughs) But I think just, you know, knowing that the things that you think about are valuable. And and having somebody else just say like yes what you have has value and it should be shared with everybody else, and so um, finding finding that that community is really uh, a good first step too.
1: You're great, thank you, Lynn. Anything else?
4: The only thing
2: I would add is I strongly believe in um, interprofessional collaboration. I think that we as nurses have a lot to say and a lot that we can do. And I have led um, several uh, projects that had physicians involved with me um, in social work. So it's been fun. And again, we have a lot that we can offer as nurses. So we need to continue doing what we do, because we do it well. Mm
1: -hmm. Great advice. Again, I'd like to thank you all so much for joining us today. I do hope that. our viewers of this panel find some inspiration and are able to embark on their own uh, inquiry journey. So thank you all very much for joining us today and keep on shining.
0: Thank you everybody for joining us today for this special presentation from the SHINE 2023 Conference Leadership Panel. We hope you enjoyed it and stay tuned for more.